Ready? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Into the 99 podcast, where we got 99 cards because Commander is number one. I am your hostess with the mostest, Necrozek, joined by Dan, Lotus, Ryan, and our special guest, Paul. Or as he goes by, there's some magic in their beard. Um, So noticeably missing from the podcast today is Benson, who is in an undisclosed location, actually trying to hunt down some skinwalkers at Skinwalker Ranch. As always, you know, you have the full support of the podcast. God luck and good speed. Today, we are going to be taking you kids to school. That's right. We're talking about Strixhaven spoilers and how absolutely amazing this set is and is going to be. Um, so before we get into that, Paul, do you want to tell a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Uh, I'm, as you said, I'm, there's magic in that beard on Instagram. Basically just share content and do a bunch of giveaways, trying to make it easier for people to get expensive cards for cheap. And we appreciate that about you. Yeah, if you're not following Paul, please pause the podcast right now. Go subscribe, follow, whatever you possibly can to give this guy support because he's awesome. Yeah, it definitely should be. He's a great account. So, uh, Papa Dan, you want to start this uh, tour of the campus off? Yeah, we're going to go through just a bunch of the rares and mythics. There's so many cards in the set, we obviously can't cover everything, but we're going to do our best. We're starting with Belladross Witherbloom. First and foremost, I love that there's new Elder Dragons. I've always loved the Elder Dragons. I think they're really cool. Each one of the school colors, which are I'm going to call guild colors for the rest of the episode, got their own new one. So, Belladross Witherbloom is a... 7 mana commander, 5 and Golgari. Uh, flying 4-4, four, four, it has at the beginning of each upkeep created 1-1 one, one black and green pest creature token with when this creature dies, you gain 1 life. And then it has this weird ability of pay 10 life, untap all lands you control, only once a turn. So, yeah, if anyone has any thoughts on that one, feel free. Lotus, what do you think of this Belladross? I think it is absolutely nuts. If you've watched the Brewing It Live that I did with the face commander of Witherbloom, we added this into the deck because it was spoiled and uh oh wow is it good the ability to make one one black and green pests that you can then sacrifice to gain a life insane just insane i think this card is going to be undervalued at first because it does have a high mana cost even though we're in black i'm sorry in green but just the fact that you can untap all your lands by paying 10 life like that says only once each turn but if you were to sack it and recur it it's a new instance of the card so you can do it again. And there are so many cheap ways to be able to do that. Um, and not to mention, I think of all the dragons, all the new Elder Dragons got alternate art, and it's in full art fashion. Personally, I think this one has the best alternate art. You guys know how much I love reanimating stuff. And Belladross and his alt art looks like it's like coming out of the grave. It just looks amazing. I think this card is going to do a ton of work. Yeah, I don't really have much to say that you guys haven't said already. I'm honestly excited about the pest making pest every single turn i initially glazed over this card and thought it was just during your upkeep and i was like that's kind of underwhelming and then saw that it's every upkeep and i think it has the potential to get out of hand in a hurry i wonder who pointed that out to you uh, <laughs> I think it was uh, i think it was dan mm. <laughs> i will say this is probably the card that i'm geeking out the most over for commander one of my favorite decks by far to play is corbold 
and this just easily slides in there. The fact that you have the pest and stuff like that, it can get gnarly so quick, especially doubling season, stuff like that good stuff in there. Well, and gaining life on the sacrifice, too. Yeah, I mean, it's... This is probably Gold Span Dragon 2.0. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, I need this. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Uh, I definitely want multiples. Yeah, there's. Yeah. that's the problem with the set. There's so many good legendaries. They understand. They they make these sets for standard. Wink, wink. The The next one we've got here is Black's Vexing Pest. It's two and a green for a legendary pest. Other pests, bat, insects, snakes, and spiders get 1-1. One, one. <laughs> When it dies, you gain four life. It's a three-two, and then it has a flip sorcery on the back. And I think it's actually the first commander option that has that ability to be a flip sorcery. Am I crazy, Lotus? I think you're right. My favorite words. Um, the back has search for Vlex. <laughs> it's two and a black black, so this is a Golgari commander. Look at the top five cards of your library. You may put uh, any number of them into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. You lose three life for each card put in your hand this way. So kind of a Sylvan library effect on a sorcery on the back. I really, really like this card. I, I just think it's very cool. I think it's a cool design space. Sorceries from the command zone are interesting. I have been informed after an argument that you will pay the command tax on the sorcery. <laughs> it is one card. I had a slew of judges fill me in on that one, let me tell you. Oh, yes. <laughs> Many a conversation on that card. I am disappointed, though, that it doesn't include um, squirrels in the um, selection <laughs> of creatures that it buffs. Um, however, the most thing I like about this card is if Jar Jar Binks went off the deep end, this is what it'd turn out to look like. This is methamphetamine Jar Jar Binks, you are right. <laughs> yeah. Didn't they errata squirrels to be pests? I hope not. <laughs> it's not something I've heard of. Magic's more fun when you just make up your own rules and just convince everyone you're right. Yeah, no, that was errata. Don't worry about it. Has anybody ever met a squirrel that wasn't a pest? So, <laughs> I, I really like the application of search for Blex. It being four is really not that unreasonable. You can have a look at the top five and you can put any into your hand, the rest in your graveyard. Losing three life is kind of whatever because of what they've done with green and black in this set, you gain so much life and anytime you lose or gain life, you're getting some kind of benefit out of it, right? So with being in green and black too, we're going to want to fill our graveyard and take advantage of that stuff. So this being in the... Um, being in the command zone is just amazing um, because there's so many applications like after you use the spell it goes back to, it goes to the graveyard and I'm fairly positive does it go to the graveyard as search for Blex or does it go to the graveyard as Blex Lotus? It'll go as the sorcery if you cast it as a sorcery and then it will transform into its front face Okay so I can Frex in Reclamation after I search for Blex once it goes to the graveyard? Yeah yeah, that's that's insane. So there are a lot of like interesting things with green being uh, green and black specifically being able to recur permanents and not so much being able to recur um, sorceries. You can search for blacks quite a few times to fill up your graveyard and just bring back blacks without ever having to worry about that pesky commander tax that Dan doesn't want to pay. Won't pay it. <laughs> I won't be a part of it. Yeah, it's. I'm really excited about this card. It's very unique, very interesting design space. Um, it being a mythic kind of bumps me out because I want it to be a rare so I can get as many of these as possible. But it's legendary and does a lot of cool stuff. You can't really be too mad about it. Yeah, I'm honestly, I don't even care about the front front face of the card. I, I'm all about search for blocks. Like this will never be a commander, but I think that it will be in every Golgari deck I run or Golgari X just for the search for blocks part. I, 
honestly, I know we're mainly focused on Commander here, but the first thing I thought of when I saw Search for Blex is Death Shadows decks for Modern. <laughs> um, might be a little bit slow, but you could take all that damage and just put them out and do some yeah. damage real quick. I mean, you could build a some form of a shell that runs mana dorks and then cast this thing on turn three, pay 15 life, and have a bunch of the next turn put a bunch of Death Shadows into play. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think... I, the front face card, I, I could take or leave Blex himself, but the sorcery is amazing. I think Blex will make for some interesting tribal decks for Commander, but when I saw that sorcery, that's uh, way too much fun. There is there is something to be said about um, gaining the four life off Blex dying. Because like I said, we're in Golgari, so we're, we don't necessarily care that it's dying because we're probably going to be able to recur it. And this is another card that could be um, very applicable in Tiam. Like, I could see this being... I was just going to say, I, I actually want one for Tiam because the ability to just sack my creatures so much in that deck. And it's that magic three CMC. That is the magic number. Um, The next few, so I, I want to get everyone's opinions on legendary creatures, but I'm kind of just going to go through the next few, get everyone to read a few of them out. I want to read this first one, though, Blot Out the Sky. This is actually one of my favorite cards in the set. It gives this ability to a color I think needs it and doesn't have enough of it. Uh, it's X and then white and a black for a sorcery. Create X tapped two and one white and black inkling creature tokens with flying. If X is six or more, destroy all non-creature, non-land permanents. I love that ability. That's good. I think it's so, so good. Everyone like you, you just, you don't see the non-creature, non-land. It's usually if X is that many more, you destroy all creatures. And I don't want to destroy creatures generally in a token-esque deck. So I'm really happy to see something like that. I'm actually going to get Lotus to read this next one. Uh, could I say one thing about that before we move on? Yeah. I like this better than Marshall's coup, and we see Marshall coup quite a bit. So in mono white, it makes sense, but this is just going to be, I think, way more applicable, and the art's sick. Yeah. That's all I really had. I just wanted to <laughs> show the equivalence there. Um, anyone else Hello? thoughts on it before I move on here? No. Lotus, next one, please. So this is from my favorite school of Quandrix, Body of Research. Green, 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 blue, 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 six mana total sorcery. Uh, Body of Research, create a zero, zero, green and blue fractal creature token. Put X plus one plus one counters on it, where X is the number of cards in your library. Now, I used to play Animate Library in Unstable or Unhinged. And oh my god, they've made it standard legal. I'm going to have so much fun. <laughs> this is so much fun. I have... the, only, the only issue I have with this is the amount of time it's going to take people to count their library. I have nothing more to add outside of the fact that I absolutely love the fractal creature type. I'm so excited and I hope we see that moving forward. I hope it kind of starts to either replace illusions or starts to be printed more regularly alongside illusions. I also think the art is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yep. This set they has crazy good art. Yeah, they nailed it in this set 100% with art. Well, yeah, I think that's my biggest fear coming out of the spoilers for the set is the simple fact that I think seeing some of this continued on into future sets at least in a card or two, because I think there's going to be a lot of fan love for this set with how closely it's tied into other properties. Yeah. I, um, I, I Go ahead, Zach. I was going to ask if I could read this next one. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, please. So this is Crackle with Power. It's XXX Red Red for a sorcery. Crackle with Power deals five times X damage to each, of up to each of five targets. Or X targets, sorry. God, I butchered that. <laughs> Everything about this card makes me super happy because my favorite red creature, the best red 
card ever printed actually just <laughs> uh, loves everything about this card and if you don't know that's brash tonner I, uh, yes you're right he is definitely the best <laughs> goblin um everything about this card is nuts we've been seeing a lot of these weird triple quadruple like red deal damage effects and this just continues to in this case septuple or is it quintuple I think it's quintuple down on that with five times the damage. Yeah, you're just going to be able to do a bunch of silly things. This this kind of card is made for Commander. It's what makes me happy to see in Commander. I do hope Standard finds a way to break this, but... Yeah, this is what you want to be casting in Commander. I'm honestly just going to put it in Zerta because it's something that I can dump infinite mana into and be like, I will kill everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Myself included. The game's a draw. Lost <laughs> oh, um, the beard. Oh. Paul will come back. He probably just got hit with a bunch of brass toner damage with Crackle of Power. It has to reset his life total. He will um, not be a part of that Zerta deck, let me tell you. <laughs> I, I'm excited, too, because I feel like this card is going to be super cheap, which means even I, though it's a mythic. Standard, these standard sets have all been pretty cheap, to be honest. You know what's honestly been helping that is the collector sets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Paul He's returns. He's back. Oh, that's all I had for Crackle of Power. Uh, did you have anything, Paul, Crackle Power? Uh, I mean, you guys kind of already hit it on everything with it. Um, just the fact that you can start multiplying, and you can still get it out for pretty cheap and do some damage, so I'm just not a big fan of red, if I'm honest. <laughs> a man of culture. So this next card is probably my favorite card in the set, uh, Ecological Appreciation. It's X, two colorless, and a green for a sorcery. Search your library and graveyard for up to four creature cards with different names that each have mana value X or less and reveal them. An opponent chooses two of those cards, shuffle those cards into your library and put the rest onto the battlefield and then exile ecological appreciation. I think that card's amazing. It's bonkers. I, I don't think there is a downside, even if you cast it early and go get, you know, four mana dorks all the way up to four haymakers that will just end the game. I, uh, utility spells, like, I don't think there's a downside to this card. I think it's such a cool card. Like, I'm very excited to be able to run that. It is 3CMC, so I have to put it in TAM because everything good with 3CMC belongs in TAM. Well, it's going to go in Rada and Gave 100%. Probably my sacrifice play with your graveyard deck. Maybe Elves. I mean, this one easily, it's, it's kind of like we were talking about before, but this is just a new staple. For any time you're in green, you can get big stompy stuff, or like you were saying, the mana dorks. Like, this is one of them that I'm going to make sure I have quite a few copies of. I can see this going in Merfolk as well, to be honest. Why not? You pay two and go get all of your lords. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see kind of what people do with it in competitive, because they do get to choose two of them to put back in, so it's not like you can grab a Thassa's Oracle leveler alone with this card. You have to do something else. True. But there are, I mean, there's enough combo centric creature th- strategies but that. most but most of them are two card combos so you would just take like like if i wanted to Macaeus walking ballista you would just put Macaeus back in the deck and give me my zero walking ballista to die yeah but you just go get like um protean hulk Macaeus walking ballista and something else that like triskelion yeah but then so they, no matter what like i said then they just end up putting yeah, Macaeus. And Protean Hulk back in the deck. Yeah, and I get a zero walking ballista. I'm, I'm I don't know. I'm interested. I'll figure a way to use it. Um, we so, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, so my favorite thing about a lot of these blue, or I'm sorry, these green cards in this in this set that are super big and splashy, they're like exile, exile after it's been used. But Rift Sweeper is a creature, and it's I believe it's three. It's two and a green. 
and it lets you put that card back. I believe it's in your library. Yeah, Rift Sweeper lets you shuffle a card from exile back yeah. in. I love <laughs> Rift like, Sweeper. There's like no downside for most of these green cards that are incredibly powerful, but also exile themselves. I bought a lot of pull from Eternities because of these sets coming out. Mystery Boosters foil. Okay. You get it. Um, sorry, we have a few of the new... Uh, there's there's so many cycles of legendary creatures. So they did the deans of the schools and they're flip cards. And I think they're very cool. So I don't know if this one is one of the deans or just one of the other flip card legendaries. Um, I'll read the front side of this. I want Zach to read the back because I know Zach <laughs> loves this. So it's Extus Auric Overlord. One white double black uh, for human warlock. It has double strike magecraft. Whenever you cast a cast or copy an instant or sorcery, return target non-legendary creature from your graveyard to your hand. The minute I saw this, I sent it to Zach. Zach read it. He's like, why would they print this? This is crazy. And then I said, did you read the back? And he said, the what? So Zach. <laughs> As I work reading the front of the card, like, you gotta be kidding me. The back suddenly showed up, which is six black and red so this is a mardu commander it's awakened the blood avatar for a sorcery as an additional cost to cast this spell you may sacrifice any number of creatures this spell costs two less to cast for each creature sacrificed this way each opponent sacrifices a creature create a three six black and red avatar creature token with haste and whenever this creature attacks it deals three damage to each opponent pretty nutty <laughs> wow uh, so I'm, I'm behind on the lore for this set, right? But I'm fairly positive, Dan, like, this is the big bad for this set. The ex, I don't know how you just said his name. I'm not even going to try. But Extras Oracle this- Overlord. Yeah, that dude. Whatever. I'm just gonna suddenly call my him fridge X. is floating in the background. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but he's the big bad in the set, and man, I gotta say, like R and D, I think really hit the nail on the head with like everything about this being a bad guy card, right? Um, the the magecraft is insane, and the sorcery is just like any deck you're going to be playing this in. The <laughs> sacrificing the creatures is probably going to be so much more help to you than it is a hindrance. And I'm I'm not sure if wizards realize that or just didn't care. <laughs> I love it. Seeing some of the cards in this set, it's probably the latter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it so much. I really, really like the next one. Does anyone else have any other thoughts on this human warlock? No, I just really wish that there was a way to play the mold dual face cards, like just play the the backside so I can play an Arakdos deck and not have to be in Mardu. Fair. Yeah. my uh, All my other statements will be addressed when I do a deck tech. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're doing that one. <laughs> I really, I'm doing all of them. <laughs> I really, really like the, last, like the next card. They thought, hey, everyone has complained Urza makes too much uh, mana. What if we printed Urza, for instance, in Sorceries alone? So it is Galazeth Prisma. Oh, we lost... Um, I was talking about Galazath Prismari, though. Yeah, tongue, ah, mouthful. It is two, one blue, one red. For a 3-4 flyer dragon, one of the elder dragons, when it enters, you create a treasure token. Artifacts you control have tap, add one man of any color, spend it only for instant and sorcery spells. I am in love with this card. Same. Like, I just, I, I like is it? I like treasure tokens. I like big spells. What can I say? I, I... The fact- the fact that you can use treasure tokens as a mana rock without sacrificing it. Well, or you can double up and tap and then sacrifice it. Woo, love it. I think treasure tokens you have to tap to sacrifice, so you have to either choose one or the other. I don't think so. It's gold tokens, I think you're thinking of. Am I crazy? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> it is tap. It is tap. Well, I'm still going to... Like I said earlier, you just make your own rules. 
You could have asked the man who plays Negan. I would have told you. Yeah. Right. Judge. <laughs> Are there any blue or red spells that let you untap all of your artifacts? Dramatic reversal. There you go. <laughs> Problem solved. I just run after dramatic reversal. I'll play it how I want. <laughs> just this card. It's just one of those things. I just want to play around with it and see what kind of nasty jank I can do with it with like Thrasus Oracle Leveler. Yeah. Just like draw all the cards, kill your creatures, slow you down early game, and then just yeah, I just wipe my whole board. Here you go. I win. I mean, surely this is a card that Benson should run with his rocks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The rocks do work, and Togo is in this color. Oh, Benson's going to be too excited. I didn't even think about that, but you are right. You can put Togo yeah. in here and just keep making literal mana rocks. Like, Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I think it's an amazing one. I will let Zach read the next one because he'll have a stroke if I don't. As soon as I saw this card, I said... I don't care how much it costs to get the print. I'm getting the print of this card and we're framing it. I'm probably also going to get a print of this. It is beautiful artwork. Seb McKinnon, so, obviously. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He know- <laughs> that, they know. That man does no wrong. It's Harness Infinity. One, black, black, black. Green, green, green. Instant. <laughs> Exchange your hand and graveyard. Exile Harness Infinity. That's insane. I have no words. Like, be still my beating heart. <laughs> there's there is no downside to this card it's a cool card like, <laughs> what i just i'm so flustered i just don't know what like they were thinking because everything about this card is phenomenal no matter what green black deck i'm playing this in i probably want my you know to switch and that's okay um yeah, and the exile thing, like I said, Rift Sweeper or Pull from Eternity, well, exiling your stuff doesn't really matter. You can get it back. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's no downside. We have another legendary here. We have Hoffrey Ghostfire, three and the Boros colors, Lorehold colors, uh, Dwarf Cleric, four or five. And with the, with the D&D set coming up, there is going to be lots more dwarves coming. So I'm happy to see that getting more love a lot you you are going to notice dwarfs warlocks more of the D quote unquote classes getting a lot of love um this one it gives spirits you control have trample and haste plus one one uh whenever another non-token creature you control dies exile it if you do create a token that's a copy of that creature except it's a spirit in addition to its other types and it has when it leaves the battlefield return the exiled card to your graveyard so it is a really, really weird... Like I said, they they really shifted the colors and what they do. Boros doesn't usually do this reanimator kind of stuff, right? We'll be right back. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. And that owl has to be an action adventure. Yes. Oh dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. 
Yeah, I'm. God, I'm so excited about this card. Yeah, I thought you were gonna like this one, Zach. I hate hate Boros, but Lorehold. I like Lorehold. Lorehold's Lorehold's all right with you. Yeah, it's good in my books. Let's just keep printing Lorehold. <laughs> there's yeah, there's a lot of really cool interactions with it. There's people have been trying to like brew karma guide loops with it already. If we could just get a red in tomb. That I'm isn't fine. gamble. Yeah, I mean, I play gamble already, but like a specific. You know, keep just discarding with Tibo as well. Yeah, like we get really good looting effects, which I like I've said multiple times, I'd rather loot than scry any day. But I just want to pay one red to go bend something. I just I give me a, gamble is exactly that. <laughs> I actually hadn't noticed until we're looking through it now, but it looks like each of these color pairings did get a uh, a legendary creature that has a sorcery on the back. And then there's also the Deans. There's so many things to build in this. Um, mm-hmm. The next one we have is Jadzi Oracle of, that is not a word I can pronounce, but it's Ar- Arcavios, or Arcavios, I don't know. Avocados? Yeah, av- yeah <laughs> Oracle of Avocados. <laughs> Six double blue, so eight Eight mana, that's a lot. Discard a card, return it to its owner's hand. So it's a pretty easy thing to protect. It has mage ca- uh, magecraft. Whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery, reveal the top card of your library. If it's an on-land card, you may cast it by paying one rather... What? I did not read this. Well then. Heart's broken. Well then, let me, let me take a... Let me restart that one. If it's a non-land card, you may cast it by paying one rather than paying... Omniscience for What? Yes. Yep. It's my second favorite card in the set. And if it's a land card, put it onto the battlefield. That's insane. Whenever you You're cast or green. Whenever you cast or copy an instant or so, why would they do this? Have you read the back yet? I have read the back. I was already excited about the back. <laughs> I was I was gonna talk I literally had a talking point being like the front face doesn't matter, the back's so good. What would what is this? <laughs> This insane. I'm building this deck for sure. Uh, <laughs> Journey to the Oracle is the backside of it because it needs more. Two green green. You can put any number of land cards from your hand onto the battlefield, which is like my favorite thing to do. Landfall, Field of the Dead, of course. Then if you control eight or more lands, you may discard a card. If you do, return Journey to the Oracle to its owner's hand. Actually, I'm looking at this and it says two green green on one of them and one green green on the wide art. I'm clearly playing only in the wide art. Interesting. Yes, I will also be. Uh, <laughs> these collector boosters are really going up in value. <laughs> Holy crap, um, it does. Yeah, even on the I little snippet on the bottom, it still says four or three. So who knows? Well, <laughs> well, well. By the extended art. I'm hoping that that is a genuine misprint, and I will, like I said, make your own rules, people. Hold on one second here. Does it actually say it when you load it up? And This is Scryfall. This should be the official. Yeah, we're on Scryfall list for anyone. Wondering. Yeah, two green green is the errated by the looks of it. I'm going to pretend I don't know. Wink, wink. If you guys ever play with me, I'm cheating. No. Um, while, while Lotus looks at that, I'm actually, I'll get Paul to read this next one. It's not one of the ones he's excited for, but I want him to read it. Oh. <laughs> Kestina Enigma Sage. Legendary Planeswalker. Each Planeswalker you control has loyalty abilities of Kashima Enigma Sage. Plus two is her, or her plus two is Scry one. Her minus X is create zero, zero, green and blue fractal creature. 
and put X11 counters on it. And then minus A to search your library for an instant or sorcery that shares the color with this planeswalker. Exile that card, then shuffle. You may cast the card without paying its mana cost. I, I'm not typically my colors, but I think you still could do some fun stuff with that, especially the minus eight. To me, that minus eight every time is enter the infinite. This is a beautiful card. I love this card so much. I think the alternate art is infinitely better than the regular art, too. Absolutely. I, I just don't know why they printed this. Does Simic needs a busted minute? Oh. Because blue oh. and green are clearly the weakest colors in Magic, and they need help. <laughs> I mean, just look at the last two cards. Like, you need to play blue and green. <laughs> yeah, that blue card is pretty cool. Uh, the next one we have here is Magma Opus. It is a very big card that does a lot of weird stuff. Uh, it's six, and then the is colors. It's an instant. Deals four damage divided as you choose among any number of targets. Tap two target permanents, create a 4-4 blue and red elemental creature, draw two cards. But then it also has the ability to just pay hybrid mana blue-green. Twice discard uh, discard Magma Opus, create a treasure token. So if you draw it early and you don't really have the mana for it, I really like cards with utility like that. It, it gives you the ability to get the treasure token is nice. I don't know. I... I wish it was a little more affordable cost-wise, but I think it's not bad. Um, Zach will get you to read this next one here. Oh, buddy, I was hoping you'd say that. Mascot Expedition. It, I'm sorry, Expedition got Exhibition. <laughs> <laughs> it's seven costs for a sorcery lesson. Create a 2-1 white and black inkling creature token with flying, a 3-2 red and white spirit creature token, and a 4-4 blue and red elemental creature token. I love this card. Like Don't like it. Where's the like fractal it. token? <laughs> they didn't. Well, if they would have done that, then it would have cost nine. And at that point, it's unplayable, right? Not in my colors, it's not. <laughs> I mean, it's only a mythic. <laughs> I, you guys know, like my love for um, colorless stuff too. Like I have my card silver column deck that I really, really pride myself on, and. I was super excited to see that we got so many like colorless spells. Like there were quite a few that make the stuff in colorless decks like actually like more viable like i don't know if i would necessarily play this card but the option to get to play it and it being like an okay card to play just makes me happy just having more options i think is always good for commander it does give you you do get nine power for seven mana so that is that would be good on a creature right Mm -hmm. so i'm just kind of bummed that only the inkling got evasion i really wish the others would have had some kind of evasion like i don't understand why the spirit didn't have evasion why the spirit had no some... flying yeah does it, the, but does it follow what the um tokens that are generated in this set do because like the four four blue and red elemental creature is the same as all of the the prismari oh, spells oh yeah like it's 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 based on all of those ones like the right. inklings are all the same, yeah. I understand that. I was just saying, like, I, I really wish for seven mana we would have got just some evasion. I know what they're I know what they're going for, but Yeah. I mean if you look at if you look at the mascot for Lorehold in the picture, like that's a giant elk. Why doesn't that have trample or something? You know yeah, what I looking mean? At, looking at the two cards, the wide art and the regular, I think I prefer the regular because you can see the art through the text box so much nicer. Yeah, that's true. The I'm always for extended art. I'll disagree on that one. <laughs> but I will say with this card, I, I like the fact that, like, especially in, like, token decks, this could be really interesting because you can splice it into pretty much any colors you're playing. 
Um, and you're getting variety for it. I think that's the one thing for Commander, especially if you've got stuff like doubling season, anointed procession. That's pretty good um, mana cost for what you're getting out of it. I think it's pretty decent. The The next legendary we have on the list should not be a mythic. It's a very good card. I'm very excited for it. It is not, it's not the power of the other legendary mythics. It's Mavinda Student's Advocate. It's two and a white for a legendary creature, bird advisor, a two through with flying. It has zero. You may cast target instant or sorcery cards, instant or sorcery card from your graveyard this turn. If that spell doesn't target a creature you control, it costs eight more to cast this way. If it'd be put in your graveyard exile instead, activate this only once each turn. So again, only once each turn, not just your turn. It is pretty cool, but that eight more is pretty steep. Mm. I know yeah, that. that's kind. Of, I'm sorry. I was going to say, yeah. Pain. Give me your thoughts. That. That's that's kind of painful. Like I hate it because I love this space. Like the design space for this card, right? It's super super unique from Mono White. Like Lotus has taught us, if she's taught us anything, that Mono White is very powerful. Dan, you preach about it all the time. White is super powerful, but it's to what else are you playing at? And I feel like this card could have been a a much larger like gateway for people to give Mono White the love and respect it deserves. But that eight is just so like disinf is it disinfies? No. Disincentivized. Thank you. Mm. I couldn't say it. <laughs> you know, like I think if that would have even been knocked down to six or maybe even five, like I I zero. don't think I would well we already have I mean, zero. I mean paying zero to recast to rebuff the wicked, illuminate or even a dawn charm just to recount some counter spells in white would have been amazing. Yeah. I mean, even if you just make it zero, you can cast it and you can only activate that ability once per turn. And only yeah. on your only on your turn. Well, uh, it, it would be too strong with zero. You you do have to pay a little more from the grave. You gotta well, give it a little love. For the spell. They printed cast, they they know how bad it is. <laughs> no, but I think you still have to cast the spell. It's just you pay zero in order to cast something out of your graveyard. Do you still have to pay the mana cost? Yeah, that's that's cast. Yeah. Yeah. You have to pay yeah, the cost and then the eight if you don't target your own thing and it's it's already set to activate only once each turn already like that is already at the very end of the card so like yeah like i said going going down on that like from eight to something more reasonable would have been fine like you, you know we have access to a bunch of spells that white wants to cast again to keep up like you're going to give simic all these insane things and you had such an amazing like template for a creature and you kind of hosed it. It just doesn't, I don't know. I was excited when I read everything up until that very end. Even the eight, I don't know if I would have been as mad if the activate only once each turn wouldn't have been attached. I don't know. I'm pretty excited for it. I'm still going to build it. I just wish it wasn't yeah. eight. I'll, I'll, I'll get that cost down. The next card I really like as well, and I think it's extremely disrespectful, and I'm so excited about it. Uh, <laughs> so the reason, I'll, I'll say why it's disrespectful in a moment, but it's Mila Crafty Companion. So it's one... Uh, white white and then it has on the back a planeswalker it's a legendary creature it's a two three fox whenever an opponent attacks one or more planeswalkers you control put a loyalty counter on each planeswalker you control atraxa is the most played like super friends deck everybody loves it so every every atraxa player sees this in white and they're excited they want to they want to get their planeswalkers going this is like probably the best super friends card they've ever printed then they made the back red. Uh, it's I think it's for that reason. Yeah, it's the yeah. disrespect is unrealistic. There's no way that they looked at it and were like, eh, 
forget Atraxa. <laughs> it has another really cool ability, but I just I had to I had to address that disrespect because it's hilarious. Uh, whenever a permanent you control becomes the target of a spell or ability an opponent controls, you may draw a card. That's awesome. I'm going to get Ryan to read the back of this one here. Uh, Luca Wayward Bonder, four colorless red red for a five loyalty planeswalker. Plus one, you may discard a card. If you do, draw a card. If a creature card was discarded this way, draw two cards instead. Minus two, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste and exile it at the beginning of your next upkeep. And then minus seven, you get an emblem with whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, it deals combat or sorry, it deals damage equal to its power to any target. Yeah, Warstorm Surge is pretty good. I mean, I don't As think an any emblem. of these abilities are bad. Um, I, I don't think I want to be casting a six loyalty planeswalker that does this stuff. I think there's better things, but I I, I like the, the if you I like the discard and draw a card, and if you discard a creature like draw two. I like those kind of things where they give you an incentive to, to draw more cards. Um, I kind of wish the minus two just left it on the battlefield and didn't make me exile it. It not exiling at end step is pretty cool, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, there are a billion ways in red and white to sacrifice creatures or to to deal with a creature, so I don't think it's the end-all be-all. Yeah. Uh, its emblem is sweet. The emblem is pretty cool. Paul, this next one's all you, obviously. Wait, wait. I have things to say. I have oh, so many okay, things to go, say. Go, Zach, go. Well, I have something about this one, too. Well, Paul, you Everyone go first. Go. You're the guest. Well, it's it's not about the actual card or the mechanic. I think it's a decent card. I agree. Like, when I first read the companion, I was thinking, oh, that would be amazing in Atraxa. And then I saw the other color, and I was super upset. <laughs> but, um... No, my question is more about the lore, because oh, I, I got love you. lore magic. I love to get sucked in. Is Lucas supposed to be like Haggard or something? He's just their caretaker. Like he just seems so out of place in the rest of the set. <laughs> he got drawn to the planes and I believe Lotus, is it the ex gonna give it to you guy that was like, Hey, if you help me, I'll help you. I haven't read the lore on this set yet, so <laughs> I still got that to look forward to. I'm I'm fairly positive that's basically what has happened is that he was drawn to the plane of whatever Strixhaven is on because Strixhaven isn't the name of the planes, it's the name of the school. And um, they were like, it's like a promise of power type thing. Hey, if you help us out, we'll continue to help you because he's been, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's been like altered by the Ozolith. So he's not as good as he once was. He's become... Like, that's why animals are tools to him. That's why him and Vivian have this whole rivalry type thing. They started out as friends and then, yeah, it, it went sideways quickly. But this card is absolutely nuts. And I'm disappointed in all of you for thinking that it's anything less than that. Oh, the I think it's great. It's, the fact that it's not in green is what makes it even better because Atraxa does not need any more help. You're all bad people for thinking that all of you, if you're listening to this, you're, <laughs> you're a bad person for thinking that what is so amazing about this set is it's doing what Ikoria does. If you've listened to us previously, I, you know, I came to terms with the fact Ikoria is my favorite magic set ever printed. And why? Because it gave us so much stuff. It gave us commander players, the ability to do a billion things we never had the thought of doing right and that's what strixhaven is doing you're giving us a boros commander that we can super friends with that's that's wild and it it super friends in a way boros wants to right so this doesn't feel so much like lorehold on the front because we're attacking but that's that's okay there's a billion ways to make this guy indestructible and evasion whatever the backside 
is super lore hold with the ability to bring stuff back and being able to discard creatures. We just talked about um, how lore hold and uh, is giving this new reanimator theme, right? That's exactly what this is doing for six mana. Okay. Like we're going to be playing artifacts basically to get him to six, being able to discard and draw two. You're going to pitch a fatty to bring back and most likely keep, because once again, we can reanimate from the command zone, but we can also keep those reanimation effects through different ways. Sundial of the infinite has already played in a billion decks that do this in red. Oh, yeah. Restoration Angel, Flicker Wisp. There, I, I just want to point that out. I just don't want people to undersell this card because I hate Boros. I want to make that very clear. Boros is terrible. Blasphemy. Lorehold, Blasphemy. Lorehold, <laughs> Lorehold is amazing. It is the reanimation guild now, and I want. I just want everyone to remember that. You're not looking at Boros. You're looking at Lorehold. You have to look at it differently. Put some respect on it. Can you just clip that where he said that this is the reanimator guild moving forward? <laughs> it, it is. It's insane. It does open up a lot of space for different colors and for people to experiment with different colors if they don't, right? Like Zach, like you said, you're not building Boros decks, but now, now you might I'm be enticed. I'm decks. Yeah. Now you may be enticed, correct? What? I know I'm being overbearing and excited about it, but the fact is, like, this is a part of the color pie I didn't care about. I don't have a Boros <laughs> deck. I have 38 commander decks back here. Guess how many are Boros? <laughs> Two. <laughs> I have Mardu. That's not Boros. Lorehold, I've already built three different commanders. So Zach's going off on it. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, I am excited for sure. Um, Paul, this next one, go ahead. Oh, this is everything I love about magic and more. Professor Onyx for four colorless and two black. Legendary Planeswalker Liliana. Magecraft, whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery, each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. Oh, I'm getting really excited about this. Uh, (laughs) Plus one, you lose one life. Look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of them into your hand and the rest in your graveyard. Minus three, each opponent sacrifices a creature with the greatest power among creatures that player controls. Minus eight, each opponent may discard a card. If they don't, they lose three life. Repeat this process six more times. (laughs) This is everything I love in black. It's just like, screw you. I do what I want. It's a Uh, nuts card. The minus three, the fact that it says sacrifice. So you hit any of the Eldrazi or anything, like if they're playing some big gnarly, they drop Ulamog on the thing, it's like, yeah, minus three, sacrifice your creature. So it just hits a lot of stuff, and the simple fact that, you know, the passive ability gains you life and is draining your opponents, while at the same time you get to dig through your library and speed through it with her. I this I, I'm in love with this card. Like, the next time you see me, I'm going to have a big poster of Professor Onyx <laughs> on the back of my wall. Are you going to get a back piece done of <laughs> Professor Onyx on your back? <laughs> I, my back's already tattooed, or I would. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is the card that made Chain of Spogs, um spike so much. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I if I see anybody else right, it goes infinite with cha- everything goes infinite with Chain of Smog. They don't look yeah. at the cards. They don't. They, these are designed for standard. Wink, wink. <laughs> Chain um, of Smog is not in standard. Just don't worry, it's fine. So I don't. Even though I just went on a big rampage about how much I like Luca, <laughs> I don't typically play a lot of Planeswalkers. So her being six 
makes me super happy because she can protect herself the second she drops. Because if someone sees this, this is going to be kind of like a kill on sight. There's oh, yeah. way too much, way too much value, way too many things you can do. So being able to drop her naked is um, for two, or I'm sorry, for three to like, Hey, that Ulamog that you were worried about that you keep telling us about Paul, which I'm very <laughs> concerned about your play group, bud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's just that's just I, I phenomenal. Say that, but I'm usually the one playing it. So. Ah, you're the problem. Got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, really. Like, I, I feel like that's there's a lot of investment for planeswalkers when you're playing the game, obviously, right? So being able to play the commander and that turn be able to answer threats so that you can protect it to be able to gain value in commander is is pretty big. Yeah. There's um. They did Rowan and Will Kenrith are on this plane again as well. They're a flip card this time. Uh, both of them have static abilities to decrease the cost of instant sorceries, and in is it? I love that. Uh, the front face is red. The back face is blue. So Rowan is the front face. It's two and a red. Uh, has a two loyalty starting plus one. Deals one damage to each opponent. If you've drawn three or more cards this turn, it deals three damage to each opponent instead. It's an okay plus one. It's minus four. Crazy. You get an emblem with whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, you may pay two. If you do, copy it, and you can choose new targets. I love that emblem. It's awesome. Uh, the back of Will, at the back is Will, and its plus one is up to one target creature, has base power and toughness, zero two till your next turn, minus three, draw two cards, and then minus seven, exile up to five target permanents for each permanent exile this way, its controller creates a four four blue and red elemental creature token. So first off, if I ever have Will out and have it up to do that, I'm doing people's lands because it's hilarious. They should always write non-land, but they didn't. I'm going to do every one of their lands. And especially if they're playing a multicolor deck, I'm going to do every one of their lands of one color. Bad person. Yes. I'm the problem. <laughs> I'm just going to point that out. <laughs> Dan is also a problem. Okay. I, am by, I am, by the way, realizing there is no way we are getting through all of the rares. So we're just going to finish up our mythics and go over the top rares and the legends in the rares. And that's still going to take us because we are... We have thoughts on these. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I got. I've been so excited about Lorehold. I'm. It, it makes me feel weird. Let me tell you, Zach. I'm excited when you're excited. Lotus, you take this next one away. Okay. So Shadrick's Silver Quill, three white, black, legendary Elder Dragon, two five, flying double strike. Uh, at the beginning of combat on your turn, you may choose two. Each mode must target a different player. A target player creates a 2-1 white and black inkling creature token with flying. A target player draws a card and loses a life. Or target player puts a plus one counter on each creature they control. I'm in love with it. Oh, I am. This is why I'm doing it on Brewing It Live this Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Shameless plug. (laughs) Guys, this set... It makes me have breathing problems. So many breathing problems. Zach, you're excited again already. Uh, dude, I, like, look at the card. <laughs> like, it's a 2-5, so already my Abzan life gain loves this deck. It has its flying and double strike. <laughs> like, okay. It, okay, yeah. I think two of these modes are fine. One of these modes... <laughs> is insane it not only can buff your team which is amazing and they are counters they're not just like oh plus one plus one to them turn no we get counters but also it is such a good like politics commander right i want to hey guys i'm just here doing stuff like 
you know what? You need card draw, my friend in red. How about this? You leave me alone. Go smack that guy. I'll give you a card. Whatever. Uh, I love the Orzov politics. That's probably the for the pre-con league we're running. I'm going to probably be playing this deck style. It looks so fun. I love it. Shadrix may be my only upgrade for the whole league. I, I don't want to upgrade the deck. Whatever I play, I'm going to try to play the raw deck, but this deck might get a little Shadrix love. Yeah, I just want to put in illness in the ranks and give everyone two ones that just die. Hmm. <laughs> exactly. And see, that's the thing, too. And that's what I love about you, Lotus. You have all these like, oh, these are the interactions that I want to do because they're just like stuff I wouldn't remember, but it's stuff I want to do. <laughs> Zach, we each need to run Shadrix in our plus one, plus one counter deck and attack each other and put the plus one, plus one counters in all of stuff. That's the thing. I don't want to run it in. I don't want to run in my plus one, plus one counter decks. I want to run it in my Absent Life Gain deck. <laughs> that's stupid. There's uh, um, yeah. there's some cool stuff. What do you think of these Elder Dragons, Paul? I mean, I'm a fan. I'm just staying quiet because there's one rare in particular I want to talk about. So I'm trying to speed up the process. All right. We'll (laughs) we'll get to it. Yeah, there's definitely a lot. Um, The next one we have here is the Simic Elder Dragon, Tanazir Quandrix. It's three and Simic for an Elder Dragon flying trample. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, double the number of 1-1 counters and target creature you control. I love that. When it attacks, you may have the base power and toughness of other creatures you control become equal to Tanazir Quandrix's power and toughness till the end of the turn. I love it. Very cool. Token-themed, 1-1 uh, counter theme. Does anyone else have any thoughts on this Voltron-y commander? The artwork is beautiful. I like the... I, I Actually, I like both artworks, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. He looks like a baby in the womb, and it makes me happy. Zach, you take the Lorehold Dragon. <laughs> Oh, God. I don't know how to say this name. Velomachus. Uh, okay, so Voldemort, Lorehold, five <laughs> red, white, legendary creature, Elder Dragon. It's a 5 5 with flying, vigilance, haste. When Lord Voldemort attacks, look at the <laughs> top seven cards of your library. You may cast an instant or sorcery spell with mana mana value less than or equal to um, Velomachus, Lorehold. Uh, power from among them without paying its mana cost. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. I once again like I love the design space that we're in with uh, Strixhaven. There's just this doesn't feel like a a lore hold thing. This feels more kind of like an is it or simic thing. And I love the fact that you just get opportunities to build and kind of like color shifted decks. You know, like we just got Time Spiral remastered, right? So we got to see a lot of like our our color shifted cards. And this set kind of like harkens back to that for me. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but that's that's how it feels. And I, I really enjoy that. Yeah, I like it a lot. I'm going to rip through some of these uh, some of these rares here. Uh, if I skip one that you guys want, let me know. We'll go back to it. Um, I'm going to start first and foremost with Cody. So Cody Versiferous Codex is three mana and the card I'm the most excited for in the entire set. I built this the day it was spoiled. I'm very excited for it. And I bought a Eureka for it because that's how much I want to play this one. Uh, (laughs) It's three mana for a legendary artifact creature construct. So first off, it's a five color commander. It gives you the restriction of you cannot cast permanent spells. Then you can pay four and a tap. You add Wooberg. Whenever you cast your next spell this turn, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile an instant sorcery with lesser CMCMs. I will not say mana value. Until end of turn, you may cast a card without paying that card without paying its mana cost. Put each other card on the bottom in a random order. This is very cool. Wooberg spell slinger that can't cast permanents, but obviously will benefit from having permanents. I just I love everything about this card i don't know if anyone is excited as excited about it as me but i saw it i love it i 
This is the best card in the set, in my opinion. I absolutely love this card. It's about time we got a colorless commander that also is a five-color commander that's not just uh, Golos. Yeah, that's not Golos. <laughs> yeah. I'm going be honest with you. I really still don't understand this card. I'm excited for it because it's a construct. That's fair. I respect that. Mm. Nothing. Beautiful card. Paul, do you care about our lovely new book? <laughs> I, I, I like the art. <laughs> fair. That's fair. I, it's, it's not the type of decks I play, so... that's I could respect that. Um, one of the next rares I wanted to touch on is Culling Ritual. It is silly. Two and Golgari colors. It's a sorcery. If it was instant, it would be nuts. Uh, but still, sorcery pretty good. Destroy each non-land permanent with CMC two or less. Add a black or green for each permanent destroyed this way. Crazy oh, I card. I love this card. This card's amazing. This card is going to blow out so many elf players. <laughs> it makes me happy. It it's going to so blow happy. out so many CDH players. That's also true. All the mana rocks. That's and... a great mana crypt you have. It's given me mana. Yeah, if it was instant, it'd be a little bit better, but still pretty good. Can we uh, talk about the... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. You say what you want. I was going to say, even like with token decks and stuff like that, the mana you <laughs> rip off of that, like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But you play some big gnarly creature, like Ulamog. Ulamog is fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk about a card. It's, I'm sure no one else really cares about it, but it makes me super happy. It's Dimakov Titan. It's four, yeah, it's four hybrid green-black, so you can pay whichever of the two. It's an 11-10 demon, and whenever it attacks block or blocks, you sack a creature. I don't understand why they're putting an 11-10 at four mana, but that's, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh no, people in black and green don't want to have to sacrifice their creature. Better punish them. Well, and this, <laughs> this uh, Witherbloom stuff in the set, everything is about making 1-1 one, one pests, so you're going to have an infinite amount of creatures to sack to keep him going. Um, I've been really, really working on my Mimeoplasm deck lately. This this goes in Papa Ooze. <laughs> I, this next one is strange. I need Lotus to to decode this for me. So, Lotus, explain Double Major. Okay, so this is one I'm excited for. Double Major, instant, uh, green and blue. Copy target creature spell you control, except it isn't legendary if the spell is legendary. So, you cast any creature you want to cast. Hold priority while it's on the stack. You are controlling that spell. Cast this in response, copying the creature spell that you have held priority with it on the stack, and make a copy of it. The yeah. copy is not legendary. So it does have to be on the stack. You cannot just, like, I, I have my commander out, let me copy it. It needs to be as it's on the stack. Yeah, a creature spell is while it's resolving, not while it's resolved. Yeah, not a creature you control. I wanted to double-check that that was the right way that it is. Uh, we're going to jump so, back to one of the ones. Sorry there. Did you have something else to say on that one? Or? Yeah, so if you're playing on, like, Arena or something, make sure you are holding priority on that spell, otherwise it will not work. Yeah. All right, Ryan, Callous Blood Mage, go. All right, Callous Blood Mage, two colors black for a 2-1 Vampire Warlock. When it enters the battlefield, choose one. Create a 1-1 black and green token with with this creature. Di when this creature dies, gain a life. You may draw a card and lose a life or exile target player's graveyard. Um, if anybody plays with me, they know that I like options and as many options as possible. Uh, and this card just hits home because everything on it is good. And it's low CMC. Um, I think it's going to go in a ton of my black decks. That's all. Yeah. I really like that they did another cycle of the Showlands, uh, the reveal. 
So they have an is it one, they, one for each of the colors, obviously. I'll just read the first one. Um, as Frostboil Snarl enters the battlefield, you may reveal an island or mountain card from your hand. If you don't, it enters tapped. I, I've always liked the reveal lands. I think they're pretty cool. They're a great budget replacement for needing two, two colors. Yeah. Um, they also did this weird cycle. Uh, I want to do Ingenious Mastery and talk about that one. It's X, two, and a blue. You can pay three rather than its cost. If three was paid, you draw three cards, then an opponent draw, uh, creates two treasure tokens and they scry two. If it wasn't, you just draw X cards. I really like the politics that they put in so many of these cards. But they're designed for standard. Yeah, exactly. I, I do, yeah, exactly. The, when you look at this, there's no way that, like, that they're not just disrespecting that whole format with this design. Yeah, you're, there's no way in standard ever that I'm going to give my opponent two treasure tokens let them sc- and let them scry two. Yeah. Um. So we're finally at some of the Deans. There's there's so many cards to go over in the set. Um. This is Kian, Dean of Substance. It's two and a green. Uh, it has tap, exile the top card of your library. If it's a land card, put it in your hand. Otherwise, put a study counter on it. Then four and a green, create a zero, zero uh, green and blue fractal creature token. Put a one on counter on it for each different mana value. Ugh. Gross. CMC among non-land cards you own in exile with study counters on them. And then the backside is Ibrahim. Ibrahim? I don't know. I don't know. He's an owl. Uh, it's two blue, blue. He's a great looking artwork card for a flying bird wizard. It has two blue, blue tap exile the top X cards your library and put a study counter on each of them. Then you may put a card you own in exile with a study counter into your hand. I think it's a really cool card. This does seem like a, these cards seem like they would be better in a, a four of constructed format, though. So you can play both halves to take advantage of both sides. True. Zach, Auric Lore Mage, read it to me. Oh, Auric Lore Mage, uh, two double black creature, human warlock. Tap. Oh, it's a 3-3. Three, three. Tap. Search your library for a card. Put it into your graver, then shuffle it. If it's an instant or sorcery card, put a plus one, plus one counter on Orc Lore Mage. Um, I want more in tombs. I always need more in tombs. This is a creature in tomb. Nothing bad. Nine times out of ten, I'm not putting an instant or sorcery card in my graveyard. No. We're we're dumb. We're been in a creature, so I can reanimate it for nothing. Yeah. I. It's good. Um... Paul, you love black cards. Feel free to chime in. <laughs> I mean, it's everything good in black. Like, like he was just saying, you know, Zach hit the nail on the head. You're putting whatever you want in your graveyard and then just recurring it. And the fact that it's just a tap, I mean, you're doing it every turn. It's not just an instant or sorcery that you do once and you're done. Well, um, I, I will own this card. Oh, yeah. Um <laughs> Go ahead, Zach. Uh, the thing I want to mention is like, it, it's not a like once per turn effect either. So with so many cards like Seaborn Muse, and we have a bunch of like weird random artifacts that let you untap permanent or a permanent, you can get a ton of value out of this card. You can literally set up your graveyard for a win. It might be kind of slow. You might have to jump through some hoops, but it is very possible to just, oh, I need these cards right now. I'm going to take advantage of this card and bend everything. Yeah. This next one, I'm just reading the front of because it's silly. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Paul. No, I was just going to say with some of the graveyard recursion stuff we have, I mean, even with, uh, crap, I can't think of the card now, the green, black, exchange your graveyard with your hand. Uh, if you play these two together, it's broken. Oh, yeah. That's that's a good one. 
um, Pestilent Cauldron. I wanted to just talk about one of the abilities on it. Uh, it's two and a black. It has three abilities. Number one is tap, discard a card, create a black and green pest with, uh, with whenever it dies, you gain a life. Great card. But the next one is the one that is going to be very annoying. It's one and a tap. Each opponent mills cards equal to the amount of life you gained this turn. Was that Zach? Yep. He died. Oof. I'm sorry, guys. The skinwalkers Oof. got him. <laughs> this is Brian from the Void. He's dragging us all out. Um, then it has one final ability, which is four and a tap. Exile four cards from a single graveyard. Draw a card. I like that. I just I think it's cool. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't like that's, that's, express myself. That's properly. blasphemy to Zach. I know, but sometimes, sometimes you got to get rid of some things. Hold on. It's from. It's from a uh, four targets from a single graveyard. Yeah. Not mine. No, not Zach's. Never sex. And you get to pick what you're exiling. It's not even they don't they don't get to choose. But you do have to have four targets, which could be bad. I'm gonna use this yeah. when Zach casts that crazy haymaker spell to swap his hand in his graveyard to get all of his goodies. Uh, the next dean we have is Plarg Dean of Chaos. What a weird name. Uh, one in red for an orc shaman. It has tap, discard a card, draw a card. Then it has four in red tap reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a non-legendary non-land with CMC three or less. You may cast that card without paying its mana cost. Put all cards not cast this way on the bottom of your library. Actually, that's pretty cool. Another three CMC matters deck, Zach. I like the flip side a lot more because it's very interesting. Read it to me, Zach. Uh, Augusta, Dean of Orders, two and a white for a human cleric, a one three. Other tap creatures you control get plus one plus oh. Other untapped creatures you control get plus oh plus one. Whenever you attack, untap each creature you control, then tap any number of creatures you control. Um, this to me feels more like a traditional like Boros kind of deck, like Commander, you know. But it's very interesting. It's a really unique design space. There's a lot of cool. A lot of cool things you can do with this, I feel like. And I've already seen a bunch of people talking about Sword of the Prunes with this creature. So there's like, you're just going to get buffed no matter where you're at in life. True. Uh, the next card, I think, is the one Paul mentioned earlier he wanted to talk about, I believe. Oh, this is this is not one of them that... Are you talking about Poets, Quill? No, no, no. Not not the next or, one on the list. It, it's down in the R's. Uh, oh, I don't know. That's oh. not the card I was talking about. Well, then I'll, I'll, talk let, about it. I'll let Zach talk about it. Zach, please. <laughs> oh, buddy. Rust Rebirth. A black and a green for an instant. <sighs> Choose target creature. When that creature dies re- <laughs> this turn, search your library for a creature card with lesser CMC, put on the battlefield, tap, and shuffle. Hey, Dan, what is this card missing? It is not when your creature dies. It's when any creature dies. So mm-hmm. I I love convincing people to just, I love the politics of magic. It's so fun. I love convincing people to get rid of other people's stuff. Hey, we don't want Brian Zerus, so let's kill that. And somebody kills Zerus. I go pull something with lesser CMC than his Zerus. I just, I love everything about the card. Get people to blow their removal on something for you. Uh, or if you remove it, I just love it. It's such a good card. I already play Pattern of Rebirth in a lot of my decks, which does a, a similar thing, but it's an enchantment and it lets you get any creature. I would rather play this, I feel like, because it's two in an instant. Um, and like you said, it can target my stuff, it can target your stuff. If I'm behind in the game and I'm able to convince someone to get rid of a big threat that's pretty decent mana you know, value, I can just go get whatever I want. I love it. I like it. Yeah, I, think, I like it. I think that's the thing I love about this card. 
I mean, this is a great card. This is just not the one I want to talk about. But you talk about the uh, one you want because that's this, I, when you said it. I was like, he's going to talk. He wants rush rebirth. I'll give him that no, one. I, I love I love this card. I mean, the fact that it's any creature, the mana cost on it, it's just super versatile. I don't know how many times I feel like every time I play anyone on into the ninety nine, I'm mana screwed. <laughs> and so this way, it can kind of balance out the game and buy me some time. I think it's going to be greatly undervalued at first and i think this is going to be a really good one the one i am super excited about and it is not for commander so that may be why and this may be in poor taste heresy (laughs) but can we just talk about silver quill silencer for a minute okay and how amazing this card is so silver quill silencer is a white and a black three two as it enters the battlefield choose a non-land card name Whenever an opponent casts a spell with chosen name, they lose three life and you draw a card. Yeah, that's pretty so good. So you anytime like it's sideboard all day long for modern or anything because you can really mess them up, especially if you don't play it in your main deck, and then you just mm-hmm. sideboard four in and say, "Oh, I know exactly what you're trying to do. I'm going to mess you up the rest of the game." But the other thing is too. So I have several friends in my play group. And I'm a horrible person at once. But even for Commander, think about it like if you have that friend in your pod that you know is going to play their Shadowborn Apostle deck, their Persistent Partitioners, like you're going to kill them with this card. Me. Dan's so, favorite card. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The the one yeah. common we're talking about from the set before we're done. Oh, whoops. Well, yeah, so um, I just think this card kind of snuck out for a lot of people, and I'm just super excited about it. Well, Paul, I think you kind of deck. I think you kind of missed the big thing about it, like when you were talking about modern and um, the other non-commander formats, is that it's a human. So, oh yeah, the the human decks are already running like meddling mage and other very good humans i just remember meddling mage because i know how problematic that card is in humans but this goes they can slot in very you know fairly easy too because you're right you're playing you know most situations you're playing for us in like constructed formats because you want to get that consistency so having a card that's like well you can do that but i'm gonna plus off of you in two different ways is very powerful the, one of the ones I wanted to touch on here, too, is uh, Semester's End. This is a, a card that really screams like Brian's playstyle. Brian from the <laughs> Void. Um, it's three and a white. It's an instant exile. Any number of target creatures and or planeswalkers you control. Brian doesn't play planeswalkers, though. Beginning of your next end step, return each of them to the battlefield under its owner's control. Each of them enters with an additional 1-1 one, one on it if, it, uh, if it's a creature and an additional loyalty if it's a planeswalker. I just think that's a really, really good protection from like a board wipe, especially if you're in... Uh, we're seeing winds of abandon played a lot more. At least I am like a lot of people are really picking up that like exile, everything overload. And this is just a great way to save all of your things. And it's really, really good in Ranar and Ranar is really fun. This is another thing that Lotus has taught me. Um, another thing I appreciate about you. Um, <laughs> she's, she always preaches like different, um, different alternatives to like staples in our format. Like instead of Teferi's protection, like why aren't you running eerie interlude does something very similar and it's cheaper. This, when I saw this, I instantly thought like Lotus in the back of my head, like, Oh, this works for this. It not only does the things you want it to do as a proactive card, but a reactive card too. You know, this is, this is going to be better in a lot of situations because this is at the end of the next 
uh, at the next at the beginning of the next end step. So yeah, I'm gonna wrap the board. That's fine. Uh, semester's in. Yeah. The, the other thing that's better, I feel, is with Teferi, you're phasing. With this, you're exiling, so they'll re-ETB. I love ETB. Put this in Rune. Rune of the Hidden Realm, Brian's favorite deck. Rune your <laughs> friendships. Um, the next one we have is the Dean of Radiance. Uh, it's Shyly. Shy, I can't say it. Shy, I'm, I'm calling it Shyly. It's Shyly, Dean of Radiance. It's one in the white for a 1-1 bird cleric, flying vigilance. Tap, put a 1-1 counter on each creature that enters the battlefield under your control this turn. I really, really like that card. I play Tyam, and yeah, it's, I just like to put counters on things. Um, the reverse side of it is Ambrose, Dean of Shadows, two black, black. It has, it's a 4-4. Tap, put a 1-1 counter on another target creature, then it deals two damage to that creature. Whenever a creature you control the 1-1 counter on it dies, draw a card. So it has, I would love that in, yeah. There, there's so many decks. Zach is the one who turned me on to the the black and white token theme, uh, counter theme, sorry. And every time I see cards like this, it just slots into so many, like his Yannick and Nakara deck, right? It's it's absurd to me. That's just a static ability, right? That's not that's not you get that when that ability goes off when you kill a creature with his ability. That's just whenever a creature with a plus one plus one counter on it dies. So if you have something with undying, that means you've got them back once, have a plus one plus one counter on it. You're probably going to sacrifice it again to do something and you get to draw a card. Like, okay. (laughs) The value train is just like loaded and full of steam and it's just going. I agree. The next one of the Deans is the, is it one? It's a Nasari Dean of expression. It's three red red for a four four. Uh, I don't know which is the front side of these. I have both of them flipped right now. Um, anyways, this might not be the front side. Uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of your opponent, each opponent's library until end of turn. You can cast spells from among the exiled cards and spend mana anyway. And then whenever you cast a spell from exile, put one on counter on it. I love chaos themes. This is fun and hilarious. It's a great. I really like casting other people's spells. It's very fun. I do it in Halden and Paco. It's a great time. This is a hilarious card. I love it. The artwork's kind of silly. The flip side is Uvilda, Dean of Perfection, two and a blue. Um, it's two two for a Jin Wizard. You may, eg- <laughs> Ugh, you may. That's a word, wordy, wordy card. You may exile an instant or sorcery card from your hand and put three hone counters on it. It gains at the beginning of your upkeep if this card is exiled. Remove a hone counter from it, and when the last one is exiled, uh Last hone counter is removed from this card. If it's exiled, you may cast it. It's four less to cast this way. So you do have to cast it on that turn, but four less is like a pretty big discount on cards. It's pretty steep. Yeah, I like it. Um, In the future, too, if you're unsure, if you look at the top left-hand corner, when it's just the one triangle, it's the front face, and you look at the back, or when you flip it, the back side has the two. Zach, you fool, you think I know shapes? the next dean is valentine dean of the vein one black for a one one vampire warlock menace and lifelink already amazing stats crazy stats on it yeah yeah if a non-token creature an opponent controls with die exile it instead when you do you may pay two if you do create a one one black and green pest creature token with when this creature dies you gain one life I'm going to hose other people's graveyard decks and I get to do it turn one. Yeah. Turn one, I get to play my commander and turn two, I have a land drop. Yeah. This is how you don't be friends with Zach though. 
if you yeah. if you hose his deck like this, Zach's not playing I'll, with you. I'll disconnect. <laughs> I will one hundred percent disconnect. Also, the backside of this card is nuts. First off, the art. I think these are my favorite artworks on the Deans. They look so good. Mm-hmm. I really like the um, owls. Owls are cool, but so I'm probably going to butcher this name. But Lissetta, Lissetta, Dean of Dean of the Root, two green green for a human druid. Whenever you gain life, you may pay one. If you do, put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control with, uh, and those creatures gain trample until in a turn. Yeah, that's bonkers. <sighs> I have emotions. I mean, I don't know why you would cast it for the other side. It's a good card, but she's just broken. It's bonkers. I just back a few cards in a minute. Lotus, go ahead. Jump back right now. I mean, you've passed Strixhaven Stadium. I didn't didn't like Pokemon Stadium, but what does it do? I I love this card. (laughs) It's It's an artifact for three that you can tap to add colorless, put a point counter on Strixhaven Stadium. Uh, whenever a creature deals combat damage to you, remove a point counter from Strixhaven Stadium. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to an opponent, put a point counter on it. Uh, then, if it has ten or more point counters on it, remove them all, and then that player loses the game. So much fun. Loses the game, triggers like are fun. The person that you attacked and put the counters on on that attack trigger. This seems like a Lotus card, because you already like Quandrix and Simic, and this is another alt win, well... It's not necessarily an alt-win con, but it's an alt-lose con? Yeah, it's, it's Door of Nothingness, but with a stadium and a few mini-games. Right. We see, card. we see that a lot with the Simic-style stuff, you know? We we have, um, oh god, what's it called? The Simic uh, Enchantment. Simic Ascendancy. We have Simic Ascendancy, we have Helix Pinnacle, we have all those kind of silly cards, and this is just another one that's goes right into that kind of theme that instead of someone losing instead of someone just outright winning the game you can make a person lose the game this also can be very political it's like a much scarier lux cannon yeah it's also like ultra political in that all of your opponents are going to want to attack you to keep the point counters off of the stadium <laughs> true <laughs> i was wrong earlier i do have a more favorite card from the normal strixhaven set and it's this wandering archaic I love that they put something so good into colorless because I want to put it in every deck that I've ever played. Oh, I remember this one, you freaked out. Yeah, I, this is just a silly card. It's a 4-4 avatar for 5. It's colorless. <clears throat> Pardon me. Whenever an opponent casts an instant or sorcery spell, they may pay 2. If they don't, you may copy it. That's nice. <sighs> Had to take a drink there for a second. I'm dying with how good that card is. It is like one of the, why would they print this for any, like for death and taxes kind of decks. But if you can ramp this out early and stuff and just be getting people's cultivates, getting their explosive vegetations, all of that. It's so good. It's such a good card. They printed it for, they printed it for standard. Yeah. So they can experience. (laughs) Do you pay the two? (laughs) I will Imperial seal. Not for three. Yeah, we already see this kind of stuff with how many people actually pay for Ristic Study? How many people actually pay for Smothering Tithe? Well, you know Brian's playing it. Brian loves, he needs a do you pay the one or do you pay the two button? I will, it's like those staples that was easy buttons. I'm going to get them one for the that. Do you pay the one? (laughs) Um, So the backside. Also uh, nuts. 
Yeah, there is a backside. It's Explore the Vastlands, and it's a three-cost sorcery. Each player looks at the top five cards of their library, reveals a land card and or an instant or sorcery card from among them, then puts those cards they revealed this way into their hand, and the rest on to the bottom of their library in a random order. Each player gains three life. Best group hug card ever printed. Nice. Well, and once again, if we're just playing a colorless deck, this is amazing for us. You know, I will play this in card. Like already having the front side is great, but even just like, man, I really need to get some kind of card draw or something. This this is going to do well. I, I like once upon a time for how good it is for getting me something early and just digging for something I want more. This is just a really good card. Looking at the top five cards and getting a land and or sorcery and instant. Love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Can't say enough good things about it. Does anyone have anything else to say about this one? That's so good. Nope. Okay. There is one. There's one comment. I told everyone at the start, I was like, we're not going through all the commons. There's going to be no time to do it. Give me a list of the commons you want to talk about. We don't have time to talk about any of those because there's still other ones, but I am talking about one because I control the recording. So anyways, um, dragon's approach is the one I'm talking about. It is a three CMC and it's the, it's one of the silliest cards I've ever seen printed in a while. Uh, It deals three damage to each opponent. You can exile it and four other cards named Dragon's Approach from your graveyard. If you do search your library for any dragon, put it on the battlefield, then shuffle. A deck can have any number of cards named Dragon's Approach. I love this card so much. I've already built a deck around it. It's so fun. I love the you can have more, like more than one thing. And as soon as Paul was talking about that Silver Cool Silencer, I was like, whoo, this better not be on the board. This better not be here. (laughs) Don't bring those demons out on me. Well, what I think is nice about this card, excuse me, is you don't have to, you don't have to play those cards, right? Like, let's say you, let's say you have the one that you have to cast, right? To get the effect. But if you've like looted, which is what you do in red, or if you entomb or anything like that to put them into the grave, you could be spending your turn just setting up to cast one. So, like, if you're playing a very big, like, you know, counter spell or dealing with someone, like, countering your stuff, you just have to worry about getting one through. And then you just get all the value of the ability. See, for me, I took this deck a different way. I read this and then was like, well, I'm going to go to the store and buy another Neheb. And then I'm going to use this as a permanent three mana to gain nine mana in my deck every turn with Neheb. If I only cast one of them. Did you get a thrumming stone too? Sure did. Thrumming stone, <laughs> locket of yesteryears, all of those pyromancers essential. Trust me, I I I went off. I saw this. I was like, well, this deck is happening. I'm definitely going to get test of talents from this set and just play it against you. I don't know what that does. Test of talents is an instant, uncommon, one in a blue counter target instance or sorcery spell. Search its controller's graveyard hand and library for any <laughs> a number of cards with the same name of that spell and exile them. That player shuffles. In response, I am sad. Sad hits the stack, fizzles. (laughs) Dan disconnects. You can't exile what is no longer here. One second, disconnect. Um, So after after that, there was... There isn't necessarily one card I want to talk about, but there is a cycle of cards that I feel like needs to be discussed at common level before we move on. And that's the like new two CMC removal spells. Like we got Decisive Duel and I'm sorry, Decisive Denial and Quandrix. 
we got Fracture and Silver Quill. Um, where is the uh, oh, Mortality Spear and Wither Bloom and Rip Apart and Lore Hold. And the only one that's vastly different is Mortality Spear and the fact that it's four, but because of its like ability, it costs two less. But these all do some type of removal that I feel like is just insanely good. Decisive Duel is green and blue. Choose one target creature you control. Fights target creature you don't control. Counter target non-creature as well unless it's controller pays three. Amazing value for two, you know, two mana. Fracture, white and a black. Instant destroy target artifact, enchantment, or planeswalker. Which, this is just going to replace any removal spell we're playing in Orzhov or Silver Quill now. Um, Mortality Spear, which I already read most of it, but it's two black green instant. It costs two less to cast if you gain life this turn. Destroy target, non-land permanent. Just going to deal with whatever for two, most likely. And Rip Apart is a red and a white for a sorcery. Choose one. Rip Apart deals three damage to target creature or planeswalker, or destroy target artifact or enchantment. Like, we have a lot of removal already in Commander, but I've, I've noticed a trend of everything just becoming more and more efficient and more modal and just giving us the ability to do a lot of um, a lot of removal in different ways. And I think all these schools really hearkened on it and just what their removal package does. And they're all efficient and great. So I'm, it's something I think when you're opening packs, don't skim over. Put them in your binder. You're going to use them more times than you realize. Yeah. I wanted to talk about the alternate commanders too, the ones that we hadn't seen on our last one. But before, um, I've been seeing the rumor that these decks no longer come with the oversized card, but that they come with a second foil one of the commander. But That's cool. But it's just like a thicker cardboard or something. Like it's not supposed to be playable or something, but it's like the same size as a card. So everyone is just going to play it. What are we talking about? Like... If that's the case, then yeah, like I, I think most of these are going to come with two of the face commanders, technically. That's nice. I have no idea if any of what I said is accurate or correct. Do not hold me to it. And if I'm wrong, feel free to let me know. But yeah, I wanted to quickly go into some of the alternate ones. So for Lorehold, we have Alibu, Ancient Wisp, uh, Witness, three and the Boros colors. Uh, it's a <clears throat> Golem. Yeah, the Lorehold color. Sorry, Zach. Sorry. Please, please. Uh, it's four and five. Other artifact creatures you control have haste. Whenever one or more artifact creatures you control attack, Alibu Ancient Witness deals X damage to any target, and you scry X where X is the number of tapped creatures, you tapped artifacts you control. I think that's a pretty cool card. Brass Honor. I'm yeah. building another Brass Honor deck. Zach, down to this Essex, please. Ooh, buddy. Okay, Essex, Fractal Bloom, four and a Four green blue for a legendary creature fractal four four flyer. The first time you would create one or more tokens during each of your turns, you may instead choose a creature other than Essex Fractal Bloom and create that <laughs> that many tokens that are copies of that creature. Part of the headache. Avenger of Zendikar <laughs> with ten lands. I will make eleven Avenger of Zendikars. Oh, God. I didn't care about the Quandrix Commander deck at all. I thought it was gonna be cool, but I was just kinda like, meh, I saw the face commander and I was like, uh, I was just feels kind of pushed then i saw this and my whole brain went to jelly i feel like i'm going to be texting lotus like a billion times like hey does this work like i think it does hey does this work like i think it does more than normal hey real quick question um the next one we have is felisa fang of silver quill two and one white one black for a three two vampire wizard flying mentor 
I really like that they put Mentor back in this. I like Mentor as yeah. a mechanic. Uh, whenever a non-token yeah. creature you control dies, if it had counters on it, create X tapped two one white and black inkling tokens where X is the number of counters it had on it. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's pretty good. It is yeah. pretty good. It I, seems like a lender of the dusk rose kind of feel. Yeah, sort mm. of. Like I, I like it, but for but in reverse. Mm. Yeah, I just really like it. Um, Lotus, you read me Master Chef. Oh yes, Mr. Ramsey himself, <laughs> Golden Ramsey himself. Yeah. Uh, two black green for a troll warlock. Five three trample. Uh, at the beginning of your end step, create a number of food tokens equal to the number of non-token creatures you had enter the battlefield under your control this turn. Pay one generic, sacrifice food. Target creature gains indestructible till end of turn. Tap it. Now, obviously you have cat combo with the cauldron and the cat. But that tapping ability of making something indestructible, you can give someone else's creature indestructible and tap it to stop them attacking you. Mm -hmm. I am so building this deck. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for this so much. Can I just say that I'm disappointed that it's not legendary creature troll chef? (laughs) I, I, I actually had something I wanted to say about that. I'm super excited it's troll warlock and not troll shaman. I thought for sure when I saw the art, that's what they were going to do. The fact that it's a warlock makes me so happy that they kept on theme with that. I love this card so much. The only thing missing from this card, in my opinion, is A, doesn't come with a Gilded Goose. Gilded Goose is so good. I try to buy out everything, and there's no more Gilded Gooses. The Goose is currently on the loose, and I need more. But it's also missing the flavor text of finally some good food. <laughs> everyone everyone knows the quote I'm saying. I won't, uh. But yeah, it's missing that one for sure. I, I love this card. It's so It's such a cool card. And I really like the food tokens. I think they're cool. Yeah, I'm glad they've brought them back. Yeah, which is the other one? So we did Essex, we did Lorehold, we did the Golgari one. You want me to read? Uh, it's Viren Voice of Duality. Uh, one blue red for your legendary creature, Ifrit Wizard, 2 2, Magecraft. Whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, Viren Voice of Duality gets plus one, plus one until on a turn. If you casting or copying an instant or sorcery spell creates a trigger, I'm sorry, causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. Yeah, so first off, I was losing my mind with my Thousand Year Storm decks and all my copy decks because I just love to copy spells. That's a good card. That's a really good card. It's almost what I like about is it because I I think my favorite is it thing is Brutaclad. I want more Brutaclad effects, and this is close because I don't necessarily have to. Um, I don't necessarily have to play like a spell slinger deck. I could do more of a copy deck, clone deck. You know, like I can quasi duplicate and stuff like that. And the thing is, uh, Veyron's not getting plus one plus one. He's getting plus two plus two every time. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. His own trigger triggers himself again. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I think inherently, I just assume that it's always other, you know, creatures other than, but you're... No, <laughs> it doesn't say other. <laughs> you're, you are 100% correct. There is, um, um yeah, th- those are the main, main ones I wanted to talk about. There is two things I did need to touch on. Number one, Spectacle Mage with that artwork. It's the pack artwork. Why was this not a legendary creature? And a better effect. First off, I'm not even reading what it does. It's not worth it. Look it up yourselves. It's a terrible card. It should have been legendary. It's great artwork. It's an owl. It's a scar. The owl and a scarf. It's the. Why would they not make it legendary? 
And then the other is Professor of Zoomancy. How are you going to give me a bear with a monocle, make it look this good, and then mo- not make it legendary? I don't even care what that card does. Should have been a legend. <laughs> Furious that that I, I saw the packaging and I was like, monocle bear, monocle bear, monocle bear, new monocle legend. Nope. No monocle bear legend. It's uh, not a big fan of that. R&D, you're on notice. Can I just say that I'm excited for a second that we're getting extended art commanders again in the alternative packs? Yes. I feel like we had our first uh, great pre-con with green black elves. I'm going to slaughter the name, so I'm not going to bother. Lathril. Yes, thank you. But we had our first great pre-con that it's like, man, you can upgrade this really easy. It's a great deck. And they didn't do the extended arts. So for those of you who know me well, I hate foils, but I am a big fan of my extended arts. So is, is there no extended art of that one? Just like uh, I, I thought, that, just, or just borderless of the same thing? No, it's it, or neither. No borderless or extended art. The only thing you can do is in the collector boosters, you could get a non-foil. Well, that's gross. Why would? Doesn't even matter. Because they're foiling yeah, the process. Recently, they haven't done it. Hmm. Well, I'm glad that it is back because I do like that full art stuff. I also don't really like their foils lately. They've been pretty bad. Pretty not good. I want Essex and Full Art. Same thing for Oskir. I'm going to spend a lot of money on this set. I spent already a lot on this set, and I'm not happy about it. But <laughs> I'm, I'm going to eat my words. I'm going to buy the Quandrix deck. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I was so disappointed when it was spoiled. Dan will know. I spent hours moaning about it, and now I was like, oh, wait, I was missing 15 cards. <laughs> yeah. And then I saw... 15 cards that were new and I was like oh there it is You're like, okay. there's the deck yeah, there's, there's <laughs> the things we wanted yeah I was only I looking just, at 85 cards <laughs> I just want a full art of cursed mirror so bad I don't even know what that one is Zach Cursed Mirror is two and a red for an artifact. Tap, add one red mana to your mana pool. As Cursed Mirror enters the battlefield, you may have it become a copy of any creature on the battlefield until in a turn, except it has haste. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good there's one. No, there's absolutely no way I'm going to break that. ETB. <clears throat> ETB. I know that we're, uh, we're having to stop soon, but there's a card that everyone knows what Arachnogenesis does, right? Mm-hmm. Ink Shield is just far better. Oh, yeah, that's opinion. a nuts card. Ink Shield is three white black instant. Prevent all combat damage that be dealt to you this turn. For each one damage prevented this way, create a 2 1 white and black inkling creating. That's nuts. It makes me happy because it makes me think of Batwing Broom. I love Batwing Broom so good. For each one damage prevented, create. Yeah, and I, I really like to hit people with a lot of tokens when I do. Yeah. I dirtle too it's good much. In games. I'll be I'll be honest when we were like kind of I guess closing thoughts when we were like going over these decks I wasn't very excited about anything that wasn't lore hold which was still I'm still shocked about that (laughs) but as we finally got the full set as we got to see the synergies and see them in parallel with the actual set I feel like they did a really good job you know trying to balance the two but also giving us something unique i know a lot of people were just like concerned like all right we're getting the guilds so how are the guilds going to be different than the um colleges and 
this is how they're different. They're very different. They do, you know, Quandrix, I feel like, is a little closer to Simic, sure, because, you know, the plus one, plus one counter things. But even still, there's a lot of unique mechanics that we're dealing with. And you can say, this is a Quandrix deck, this is a Simic deck, and this, and you know kind of what you're going to get from both. Same thing, like Boros and Lorehold, you're probably not going to be playing the same style of deck you would expect. So I really, I'm very excited to be able to tell someone, like, if I sit down and ask what everyone's playing and they tell me, oh, I'm you know, I'm playing a Lorehold deck. I know I'm probably going to get something vastly different than if they were just sat down with Aurelia. Yeah. I don't know. I'll let everyone do some closing thoughts on it too, Zach. That was a nice idea. And I just, I want to say mine is that I'm going to play Ruxa patient professor as if it has partnered with Aula. I have every intention <laughs> of playing it that way. It was meant to be played that way. Clearly. And you will not convince me otherwise. It's a bear druid. They gave me a legendary bear and I'm going to write partner with Aula on it. <laughs> well what's what's the most important thing about commander rule zero rule zero listen ruxa should have partner with aula and uh safi and hans should have partner and that's how people should play them so i don't know what to i tell would you. build that i would build that naya deck all day yeah i think people should build it i mean i'm going to do it i'll play it i am i'll let I said it i'm going to yeah do it i'm waiting I did. it's done <laughs> um lotus do you have any closing thoughts on this set at all yeah, this set, um, I've been hyped for D&D so much and overlooked this slightly, but now looking at it deeply, this set has so much flavor and it's so well done. The learn mechanic, the demonstrate mechanic, everything about this set just screams college and I love everything about it. Ryan, thoughts? It's not what I wanted or what I thought I wanted. Um, but the more I look at the cards, the more I'm getting excited. Like a lot of the, the pre-cons, I'm still not crazy about them, but the shells are there. And I know that I'm going to build some sweet stuff that I will be excited about. Paul, any thoughts? Uh, I'm, I'm kind of like Lotus. I was so excited for Innistrad and stuff coming out later this year and time spiral. I just kind of overlooked this. And as the spoilers came out, like, I mean, you talked about spending a lot of money on the set. My small local LGS said I set a new record day for them yesterday when I prepaid for mine. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> subscribers, we have five collector booster boxes of the set coming. Oh, so. Let's go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think, I think it's time to sign up for your, uh, your, your, your prize thingy. Yeah. You want to call let, it. let people know a little bit about your Patreon actually quickly. What, what do the subscribers get? Okay. So essentially it's, it's through Memberful for legal reasons. It's similar to Patreon, but essentially what it is, is think of it like an artist collective, if you will. So we have so many commander fans out there and you get into certain commander cards and they're so expensive to buy. And so I was thinking about it, especially as a budget player starting out, um, you know, how can I help people get those cards they're really excited about without spending the stupid money I spent? Um, so essentially what it is, you can subscribe for as little as a dollar a month and you get entered into a drawing, uh, that at the end of the month, I re well, currently it's 10, my 10 top price foils that I pull for the month, uh, which we had, uh, last month. Um, what were some of the big ones? Well, just to name off a few of the cards, I've given out a foil Phyrexian Vorniclex. Uh, as one of them, we had a foil polluted Delta expedition, um, all of the cards from the extra life secret layer were given away. 
And the coolest thing for me is, is when I'm doing it, a lot of those people that won those cards spend like a dollar or six dollars a month. So they won once or twice. And then there's Lotus who just wins all the time. Um, <laughs> they, they win once or twice and they paid for less than what they were going to pay for that card just outright. So it's, it's really just about building community. We also have our own discord server, not to overshadow into the 99 <laughs> that we are currently doing a limited league on as well. Cause I think we've all been desperately missing drafting and sealed. So, um, Paul, what's your patron called? I'm sorry, it's not patron. Uh, you're, you said it was it's what? I'm memberful. sorry. Memberful. It's, so it's it's memberful. Uh, so my beautiful and very supportive girlfriend also works in law. So she looked through because Patreon has some rules around giveaways. So mm-hmm. I wanted a little more freedom. So it's uh, there's magic in that beard at memberful.com. So. And you can also get to the link right in my bio on Instagram, which is the main platform I use. And then the final closing thoughts, I summon, I summon the voice of Brian from the void. Brian, what do you think about the set? I know you're here, Brian, the voice of Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Brian from the heavens. I didn't get that on the video side of it because I had to mute myself there as well. But (laughs) I, there's the one card. I don't think you guys actually got to it because I was doing a whole bunch of other stuff. I actually felt productive. But uh, the the new white exile card, super excited for that. I think that's the one card that I actually saw from the spoilers. But hearing you guys read them off, it's definitely Lorehold, not Boros. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's still super awesome to see Zach like so pumped about the two colors that he can't stand at all. Uh, but yeah, like I'm looking forward to a lot of the set like it's it's going to be interesting to see where some of these cards get used and in what combinations they get used um because i'm not one to i don't know all the card names um i don't have room for all of that in my head uh so i'm, I'm interested to see how i get victimized by these cards <laughs> <laughs> well just to chime in real quick, too, because I, I forgot about this, but uh, like even when Zach was talking about it, I think the thing that I really like about this set is it is completely different from the guilds. And there's things you can do that you couldn't do in the guilds previously. So for me, at Commander, I feel like it's given us the opportunity to surprise people more. Like You're not going to just sit down and be like, oh, they're playing these colors. I know exactly what they're trying to do. Um, I think there's going to create a lot more variety, and I think that's where this set is just super exciting for me. Brian should know I'm a big advocate of off-color spells, <laughs> so this set should shake things up a bit more. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great time. Uh, thank you so much for Brian producing it. Paul, thank you so much for stopping in. And Zach, can you let everyone know where they can find our stuff? Sure. If you want to read any of our articles made by our amazing community members, you can find us on uh, IntoThe99.com. You can also find us anywhere you can listen to podcasts. We have our new podcast go up every Sunday at 12 MST and some other time zones. I'm sure they're different. Um, You can catch Lotus at Brunette Live where they brew decks live every Sunday at what time? Uh, It is 11 GMT plus one at this moment in time. Plus one, whatever that means. <laughs> uh, you, can, <laughs> you can find uh, Parallel Thoughts, mine and Benson's uh, Deck Bruins show, where we try to surprise each other with decks and make them work. Uh, 
right now those are currently on youtube you can also join our amazing discord where we have plenty of people talking constantly games being had and just all around merriment over the game of magic the gathering specifically commander and if you would like to support us in a more monetary fashion we also have a patreon where lotus brian and even dan have worked i'm sorry ryan have worked very hard to come up with different um tiers to you know give you guys back what you'd be great uh what you would like vincent's also been working hard with that as well with a segment we like to call flip it or rip it uh if you don't know what that is you're missing out it is a good time um also we are running a pre-con league right now so stop in play pre-con games with us and win some prizes there's no uh no cost to enter so just come win check out uh www.intothe99.com and yeah you'll see all of it thank you so much for listening guys uh, we still got one more thing oh 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 don't just support into the 99 where into the 99 you can find any of our merch also on any of the sites you would follow us on now i'm done you can go i don't think i've ever finished that outro song i talk about a lot i'm sorry (laughs) thank you guys so much for listening have a great day take care everybody bye be safe be kind to each other except brian he dies first brian does die first bye everyone